Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward Podcast. I am your host, Elena Davis, and I'm so glad you are here today. Today's episode is going to be a fun one. We have a special guest for today, my friend Melody Frank. She is a dental hygienist, and she's also very lovingly known as tooth nurse among all of our friends because she's just so passionate about dental health and oral health. And today she's just going to share with us some really important information about how our oral health and dental health can affect the rest of the body. I think a lot of times we just think about oral health in terms of cavities or in terms of cosmetics and how our teeth may look. But in reality, our mouth is part of our body, right? And so it is connected to the rest of our body and can have such an impact on overall inflammation in the body. And she's going to share a lot about that in some ways that we can be really proactive about our oral health. She's going to give us the bottom line on dental hygiene, or as she calls it, home care, and what we need to be doing to make sure that we are taking really good care of our teeth and our gums. So... Without any further ado, let's get into today's episode with Melody. Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward Podcast, where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Elena Davis, and I have a special guest here with us today. This is Melody Frank. Melody, thanks so much for being here. Hey, yeah, thank you for having me. Melody and I are friends. We're in small groups together, and Melody is a dental hygienist, and she's going to tell us just a little bit about herself. Yeah, so um, I have a husband. I have a dog. Um, I enjoy doing bar classes and hot yoga. Um, I've been a dental hygienist for about two years now, a little over, um, but I've been in the dental world for about seven years now. Yes, and everyone that knows Melody knows we. She's known as the tooth nurse in our <laughs> in our group, and that's what my daughter calls her as well. And so. Melody, I know a lot of dental hygienists, but I don't know a lot of them that are as passionate about oral health as you are and who love sharing about it and teaching people about it. So can you tell me, like, what is it that really sparked your interest or helps you to become so passionate about oral health? Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I decided to become a dental hygienist in college um, after a friend of mine um, invited me to her dental office to shadow as a dental assistant. Um, But the dental hygienist there actually took me under her wing and she taught me everything I knew. Um, I did that for about a year. Um, Whenever I was younger, my grandma's teeth hurt her so bad all the time and I never really understood why. Um, She eventually had all of her teeth removed and ended up with dentures. So whenever I was shadowing the dental office I was at, um, I'd kind of put two and two together and I decided I wanted to help people keep their teeth. Oh, that's that's awesome. And it's I think it always makes such a difference when you have like a personal mm-hmm. connection to it too, you know, seeing your, your grandma go through that and then realizing, hey, there's something I can do to actually help with that. Right. Um, I think that helps people so much in their in their field, like to be more passionate about it and to be more fulfilled about that. And so one of the things that I love that you talk about so much is how our oral health 
is connected to our overall health. And so that's kind of what I wanted you to share with my audience um, today is just to kind of talk to them, help them make that connection because we all know it's important to take care of our teeth. We all know, I think we think about it from a, well, we don't want our teeth to fall out or we don't want to have very painful dental procedures, or we don't want to spend a lot of money. You know, I think those are the biggest three motivators. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't necessarily connect it to what's going on in our mouth can affect and does affect the rest of our bodies and vice versa, right? So our other health can affect our, our oral health as well. And so talk to us a little bit about that. Why is oral health so important to the, the health of the rest of the body? Right. So, I mean, first we need to like understand the mouth and like understand um, the disease that is mostly involved with that. So um, periodontal disease is um, the disease of the mouth. Um, It can be separated into two categories. So we have gingivitis and we have periodontitis. Gingivitis is the lesser of the two. Um, It is whenever your gums bleed and they're inflamed, but there's no bone loss around your teeth. Um, On the other hand, we have periodontitis, where there's bleeding, inflammation, and bone loss beginning to occur. And then we can classify it into slight, moderate, and severe. Um, Some causes are not flossing, not brushing, not brushing long enough or correctly, um, and not coming to regular dental dental visits. Mm. So to simply put it, your body just wants to get rid of bacteria under and around your gums, and your body's natural reaction is to start eating away at bone tissue and structures around your teeth. Periodontitis can usually be treated by deep cleaning in conjunction with bettering your home care. But in more severe cases, a referral to a gum specialist is needed. Gingivitis can usually be treated with more frequent cleanings and improving home care. Okay. And so obviously that has a lot to do with not skipping checkups. That has a lot to do with making sure we're actually doing the things that we're supposed to do with the flossing and the brushing. And we'll kind of come back to that. Um, but talk to me a little bit about once this disease kind of starts, how, how can that affect the rest of the body? Are there connections with other things that can be going on with the body with that kind of oral health issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, your mouth is just connected, of course, to the rest of your body. I feel right. like I have a lot of patients that are like, oh, well, it's just my mouth. Um, but, I mean, there are several studies that have shown that. Um, Your oral health is related to um, things like infective endocarditis, which is a cardiovascular disease, Mm -hmm. um, premature low birth rate deliveries, diabetes. um, There's just so many different things that can be uh, correlative or causative. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. I think we often don't think about the fact that you know, we think, oh, it's just our teeth or it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just my gums and not necessarily that everything that happens in your mouth, you know, I talk about it a lot in relation to gut health. Like that's the beginning of digestion is like your mouth. And so if you're, if you're having issues with that, then you're going to be having digestive issues too. And it's the same with anything else. And so if you've got this high level of inflammation in your body because of this disease going on in your mouth, it can contribute to or at least um, complicate any other inflammatory diseases you got going on in your body, including something like endocarditis. That's a big deal. right? And so it's not something to just overlook. Same thing with the low birth 
uh, weight and diabetes. I mean, so many people have diabetes. And so, so there's a huge link between, is it that people with diabetes are more likely to have this disease or? It's completely intertwined. You're more likely to have diabetes if you have periodontal disease and you're more likely to have periodontal disease if you have diabetes. But the thing about it is, you know, like the first sign about the first sign of periodontal disease is bleeding gums. If any Mm. other part of your body were bleeding or inflamed, you'd like, wow, I need to like get this taken care of. Like, let me put um, some cream on this and a bandaid and like help get it taken care of. Um, and with, you know, periodontal disease, I need to go see a dentist. I need to floss. I need a brush. Right. Right. Instead of just thinking like, oh, this is just what happens Mm -hmm. every, you know, every time that I floss every six months, my gums bleed, no big deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then you just move on and not thinking that that can actually affect the rest of the body. And that's one of the big reasons I wanted to talk about it is because I've, I know myself that I have thought that in the past too, of like, you know, I, I know all these other things about health and I'm really conscious about that and intentional about that, but not connecting that with the fact that if I'm not taking care of my oral health, then that could be affecting the health and the rest of the body. Right. Okay. So what are some common things that we do that can be damaging to our oral health? I mean, obviously we talked about the skipping out on our checkups and the not, not doing the hygiene as well as we should, but what are some other things that maybe we are doing that we don't realize that can be damaging our oral health? Well, the worst thing I feel like you can do is smoke. Uh, Smoking Mm. and tobacco use are um, just terrible for your overall health and your oral health. Um, It inhibits your healing of your gums. It can stain. It gives you bad breath. Um, It can really harm your oral tissues. And um, this week, I actually had a friend who is a hygienist um, deal with a really bad oral cancer case. Mm. Um, and it progressed really quickly within a month. That's, oh, that's so mm-hmm. rough. And I know so, so many people that I have found out have had oral cancer. Almost every single case has been related to mm-hmm. tobacco usage. Right. Yeah. And I mean, your mouth is so close to your throat, which yes. is, has all of your lymph nodes and it travels through your body. Um, right. Not a great thing. Um, another right. thing, um, dry mouth. So a lot of our medications can cause dry mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of things to combat that are um, dry mouth rinses. They usually don't have alcohol in them. Um, And xylitol gum. Xylitol gum, like Mentos, is really good Uh to help combat that. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. I I didn't Mm -hmm. know that. Um, What about, I know that every time that I've gone to the dentist, they're always asking me about like, do you drink sodas? Do you (laughs) drink wine? Do you drink coffee? You know, they kind of ask those questions. So I'm guessing those things are probably not very helpful for our oral health either. Right. So, I mean, you can enjoy your soft drink or your wine or your coffee or your tea, whatever, whatever it is that you want to have, but we need to keep in mind frequency. So gotcha. if I had one Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew is the worst one for you. Yeah. If I had one Mountain <laughs> yes. Dew during lunch, it wouldn't be as bad if I had one Mountain Dew consecutive, consecutively through the day. So right. if I, you know, just drink it during lunch, not so bad. If I sip on it a little bit through the day, terrible. You are gotcha. constantly creating an acid attack in your mouth mm-hmm. over and over and over again. 
Gotcha. Yes. And I've, I've also heard that, that, that applies the same for digestion, but I've also heard that about oral health as far as like eating and drinking throughout the day, like that constant, um, of something other than, you know, something like water, then that can be an issue as well. Right. Right. Same with like your diet, you know, carbohydrates, like Mm -hmm. you can have carbs if you want to, but don't continue to introduce your mouth to that all day. Right. Don't keep like high starchy, high Mm -hmm. sugar things in your mouth all throughout the day. Because I think a lot of people don't realize this as well as there's, we have a a microbiome in our mouth, just like Mm -hmm. we have in our gut. And so if you're constantly feeding it with high starchy things that turn to sugar very quickly, you're Mm -hmm. just, you're feeding all that bacteria, right? And so love it. (laughs) Exactly. And so it's just the same as your gut is you're going to get this imbalance Mm -hmm. of the like opportunistic or pathogenic bacteria versus the good stuff that you want to keep in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what are some other, like I know with like sleep sleep things like sleep apnea or clenching, grinding, all of those are kind of common issues as well. Can you talk to me about that for just a little bit? Yeah. So whenever you have sleep apnea, you tend to breathe through your mouth. Um, mm-hmm. You snore, um, but mouth mouth breathing results in dry mouth and it can lead to tooth decay. Um, it can lead to gingivitis as well. So you definitely want to make sure you get that under control with a physician. Right. And then clenching and grinding usually come hand in hand with um, sleep apnea as well. Nice. So um, a night guard would really be helpful for you um, if you gotcha. were in that situation. Gotcha. Yes. And then I know that sleep apnea, when you're when you're mouth breathing, you also just aren't getting as restorative of sleep either. And so that's, I know that's a big deal that I don't know in your dental office, if you guys screen for that, but that's something Mm -hmm. I know the last time that I was in, they had started screening for that with us as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really great. I love like the new research coming out about it. So according to a research reported in the journal of Indian society of periodontology, Periodontal disease affects 62.3% of people with sleep apnea and gingivitis accounts for 64.1% of people with sleep apnea. Wow. Yeah. So those are high, like those are high amounts that you're going to, to see a lot of both of those things, which makes total sense of what you're talking about. If your mouth is open when you're sleeping, your, your whole balance of bacteria is going to be really thrown off in there, Mm -hmm. which is going to accelerate that process of inflammation. Absolutely. So besides normal brushing and flossing, what are some of those things that are supportive of our oral health or things that we can be doing um, to decrease inflammation, to reduce our our risk for periodontal disease? Yeah. So we talked about um, the xylitol gum is really good for you. Um, It accelerates the process of rinsing away the acid um, and uptake of beneficial calcium um, to remineralize your tooth enamel. Uh, The recommended length of time for chewing it is about 20 minutes. So you don't want to exceed it and, you know, cause your muscles to be strained. Yeah, Um, That can really affect your TMJ muscle. Um, is that something that's best to do like right after a meal Yeah. or does it matter with, with timing on that? Since you're wanting to like remineralize and like bring your pH kind of back to a normal level, that would be a really great idea to do it right after you eat. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. What are, are there other, what are some other things? Um, a good diet. 
So make sure that you have fewer carbs and sugars that would love to feed that bacteria um, mm -hmm. in your mouth. And then making sure that you have autoimmune diseases under control. So things like celiac or MS, making sure that you have celiac or MS under control. Those are two really important ones that, um, other than diabetes, um, that are really important. My friend, one of my friends actually struggled with celiac and she didn't know what was going on with her and she was trying to figure it out and she had perfect home care, uh, nearly perfect home care, but she would go to the dentist and she would have five cavities and she'd be like, mm -hmm. what is going on? What is mm -hmm. wrong? And she eventually uh, got led to the diagnosis of having celiac. Wow. Yeah. I th it makes such a difference in, in our, obviously our overall health. I talk about that all the time, but also in the in our oral health, it just our diet, what we're eating, are we keeping our blood sugar under control? Mm -hmm. If we have some kind of inflammatory condition, whether it's an autoimmune disease or just systemic inflammation in general, mm -hmm. are we trying to combat that? And it does make a huge difference. And and I know that there are other things in play. There's genetics in play and all that kind of stuff as well. But so many people that I know who struggle with either an autoimmune disease or some kind of chronic inflammatory disease, just about every single time they go to the dentist, mm -hmm. they have a cavity. Right. Like, I mean, almost every single time. And then you have other people that go and you're like, okay, you're perfect. I know that your home care is not that, it's not that great. You know, like I know that you're skipping out on some mm -hmm. stuff and yet how are you squeaking by without having anything? I and know. I think this is one of the things that makes it makes a difference. And there, there's a lot of variables going into that. And this is not an excuse to skip your home care. No. <laughs> but this does, it does matter. It, what you eat even matters for your teeth because you think, I mean, it's, it's bone, right. right? And so if you think about the rest of your body, if you want good bone density, what do you do? You eat well, you make sure you have minerals, you exercise, you do those kinds of things. This is the same. Right. Okay, so we're ready for all the details about home care, all the details about oral hygiene. Tell us what what is really bottom line? Like what do we really need to be doing? How often should we brush? How long? Do we really have to floss every day or is that just something your dentist says? What about water picks? Is there any way to get out of flossing? Like tell us all the things. All right. Yeah, so um Brushing two times a day for two whole minutes is super important. Um, you want to make sure that you're brushing in circular motions and not doing back and forth motions. You can eat away your gum that way. Um, make sure that you are flossing nightly. I make sure that I floss before I brush. Mm -hmm. I want to get all of that bacteria out of my out of between my teeth first before I go in and brush it oh, out. Oh, okay. I love that routine. Yeah, yes. see, I would have thought the opposite. Right. Yeah. No, I floss first, remove that bacteria from in between, then brush it out. And then I, I floss at night because if you floss at night, then you're getting rid of all that food that you've had in your teeth throughout the whole day. And that way you mm -hmm. don't sleep eight hours with it just sitting in between there. Right. And then one rule that I have, no alcohol rinses. Okay. Alcohol rinses like Listerine. It can dry out your mouth. Mm -hmm. It can increase or it can make a more acidic environment for right. your mouth mm -hmm. um, whenever that pH is off. 
and it can actually create or help create an environment with cavities. Yeah, absolutely. And that makes total sense if we go back to talking about the whole microbiome thing as well. It'd just be like, you don't want to pour that into your stomach. Obviously, it's going to kill all of your beneficial bacteria as well. And so that makes that makes total sense. What about the water picks? What's your opinion on that? I love a water pick. Um, oh, good. I have a water pick, but I use it in conjunction with my traditional floss. I do not use it standalone. Um, traditional floss breaks that contact in between your teeth. Water flossers do not. Water flossers are perfect for patients who have periodontal disease or are prone to gingivitis that -hmm. need a little bit of help flushing out their pockets or just their gums, period. Okay. So would you use, would you floss, then use the water pick, then brush? Or Mm -hmm. what order would you do that? I I usually floss, brush, water pick, but you could floss, water pick, brush, whatever you choose. Okay. And is that... If you have that, should you also do that every day or is that something you could just do a couple of times a week or as you feel like you need it? Or You can do it as you feel like you need it or instructed by your dental hygienist. Okay. So more of my moderate to severe periodontal patients every day. Okay. Um, but okay. for someone who uh, has healthy gums for the most part, um, you could do it occasionally. Okay. And then what about the little pick flossers like I know that's a a common question like hey can I just get by doing the little thing because I hate the whole like wrapping floss around your finger thing like (laughs) what's your what's your thoughts on that those will get you in trouble Uh. (laughs) those are really great though if you are out to dinner and you need something to get um, the food out of your teeth pretty quickly Um, A really big key to correct flossing is making sure that you are hugging the floss in a C-shape around your tooth and going down as far as you can and scraping up like you're scraping the side of your tooth. Okay. Okay. And the floss picks just don't get it. They just don't do it. Mm -mm. Right, because you couldn't achieve that shape because it's so tight. Right. Gotcha. But for some of my patients who say that's the only thing that works for them, I would Mm -hmm. rather them do that. So it's better than nothing, but not ideal. Correct. So is there anything else that you just wanted to add or talk about or? Yeah, I mean, I would just really say that it's very important to make sure that you are getting your oral cancer screenings every time that you go to see your dental hygienist. You see your hygienist way more than you see your regular doctor. You see the hygienist at least twice a year. They're going to look in your mouth for um, any signs of cancer. We check your face. We make sure that I check I check blood pressures whenever patients come in. Um, there are certain things that I have to make sure your blood pressure is within normal limits before I start on a procedure. Um, so I want to make sure that everything's good. And so making sure that you get those done whenever you go in. And then also make sure that um, your dental hygienist is measuring your gums yearly at least and that she's looking at your bone levels on your x-rays. I get all the time that people say, well, why are you poking my gums? And I'm like, I'm measuring them. And they're like, I've never had that done. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to ask. So these screenings and like the measuring is that that's not necessarily something that's automatic. Like you might have to ask for it. Well, you shouldn't have to ask for it. Oh, okay. Um, but I've had patients come in and ask why I'm looking at their tongue. 
I've had patients come in and ask why I'm poking their gums. And I have to explain to them, you know, I'm looking, you know, checking for cancer and I'm checking for periodontal disease. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So if you feel like those things are not being done, then maybe speak up and ask about that. Or if they're not doing that, I would say maybe find a different place to go. Probably. Yes. (laughs) If they're missing that. If they're not doing that. Yeah. What else are they not doing? Right. Yes. Yes. Are there any resources or references that you think would be helpful for people if they have more questions or maybe they're just really wanting to learn more about oral health? Yeah. So dentalcare.com is a really easy website to access and get to. You can type in just about any topic uh, that has to do with teeth and you can find the answer to that. Um, And then there's a girl and she does teeth talk videos and she's on YouTube and she hilarious and she will probably answer any question in a very informative but funny and I love (laughs) that's the best videos yes that's the best way to learn like when you can make it entertaining and teach us something at the same time Mm -hmm. that's the best thing awesome well thank you so much Melody for spending some of your time and teaching us about our oral health and helping us remember that it's important to floss so everybody go floss you get money (laughs) more money from the tooth fairy when you floss your teeth yes hopefully you don't lose your teeth though as an adult Right. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We need to find another way to get payment from the tooth fairy. For sure. For sure. So you don't have to end up paying her. You guys, wasn't she great? She really is. Like the tooth nurse, her own little tooth fairy. She's so sweet and so knowledgeable. I hope that you learned something from today's episode and that if nothing else, it helped remind you of the importance of taking really good care of your teeth and your gums and why it's so important for your overall health. We can't neglect any part of our health or any part of our bodies. It it all works together. It's all connected. So that's it for me today. If you have questions or ideas, you can always send an email to info at yourhealthforward.com and be sure to give a five-star rating and review of the podcast leave a comment subscribe make sure you don't miss anything and as always keep moving forward go love your people well and I'll talk to you next time please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information thanks so much for listening in today see you back here next week for another episode of the health forward podcast